Hey, what's going on is episode 229 of the Hitman Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. Just because of the fact that I still in my heart. 229? Yeah. We're in the twos? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I thought you I thought you messed up. No, dude. Oh, really? We're definitely in the twos. I, th- I thought it was 129. No. You have lost your mind. It's funny Dang. because a lot of times you correct me and you're like, Sorry. really? 120? And, you're, and I say two. Now I say two and you say one. Yeah, I thought you were like doing it again. I was going to say, at what point do I stop having to say this is Dave? But I hope that every every time we do a podcast, there's a new listener who has no idea. And we don't have a show that's called the Heyman Man Podcast with blah, 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 Dave and Ben. Uh, And I still guess we need to distinguish who we are. But I like routines. Yeah. Yeah. As far as like entertainment goes, I like it. Like every time I, when MASH comes on, I want to hear Suicide is Painless all the way through. I don't well, want to skip anything. I know you asked for some uh, anybody to throw out their, anything they needed us to clarify. Mm. And there was a suggestion that we finally uh, get that Burbs review in, which hopefully we'll, we'll get done by the end. But I got some other stuff up front. Okay, yeah. Just remind me. Uh, I'm totally 100% better. I haven't started working Good. out, but I mean, I'm... My health, my health, I've regained my health. Got to get your lungs back first. Uh, I I can't, the last time I remember wanting to, and this is not a movie review podcast. If you are a first time listener, this is not what we do. But I just, for the sake of, I haven't wanted to see, the last time I wanted to see a movie really bad was Wolf of Wall Street. And it lived up to it. That's the last Mm -hmm. time I was like, man, I cannot wait to get to the theater. Um, And it was every bit as great as I wanted it to be. The picture that brought us Margot Robbie. Mm. Is it? It's definitely yeah. the one that most popularized her. I don't, if she wasn't in she something was before. She was not anything before. I mean, but I would, dude, I would have caught it. From everyone I've heard so far, and I haven't looked at the reviews. I don't look at Rotten Tomatoes. I don't look mm. at any of that stuff. But from the reviews I've seen on my social media, people I'm friends with on social media, Joker is just a couple hours of of just nonsense from from what I've heard, and I like Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, um, I've gotten specifically. Mixed. I've gotten mixed. I've had people really? say it's 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 a masterpiece. You have to go see it. And other people were like, "What is this garbage? What is this?" Well, you know, again though, when people say it's so subjective, but I've always said mm-hmm. when people really strip away for people who don't haven't heard this take, uh, when people really strip away the what other people want from them and they're really honest like no one really likes a clockwork orange nobody really likes a second half of a full metal jacket okay that's fair you know uh unfortunately same director but my point is is there's a lot of films out there where people are like oh it's just a great film because you're really not cool if you don't like it yeah, if that makes any what's sense. What's some other ones like that? I know there is. What? I mean, you're putting me on the spot. We well, you remember, about like, it. I remember when I was, I was in like junior high and high school. It was like if you didn't see Blood In, Blood Out, right? It was like you don't, like, <laughs> you can't, you physically. Can't. I think that's so specific to this area. <laughs> I don't know why. I saw Blood In, Blood Out, but I don't remember any of my friends seeing it. Oh, dude, it was like if you didn't see that, there's no way you could win a fist fight <laughs> if you hadn't seen that movie. <laughs> like just by watching that movie, I can already like beat you up. Like in, in most people. It's a pretty good movie, but it pales in comparison to like Boys in the Hood or, or uh, Menace. Uh, it, well, it's it's Latino specific. Yeah, I know. You know, you're not Latino though. Yeah, but I'm and big, neither I'm were any big, of your white trash fan. friends. I'm a big fan of. Them. So why do they gravitate toward Latino <laughs> gangs? I don't know, man. I guess there's just more of that around me. All right. All right. Well, uh, I don't know, dude. They had cool nicknames, and they like, did. You know, they always do. They had the guy mm-hmm. that looked white, Miklo. Mm-hmm. 
So, okay, well, there's that. I don't know. That's or you could just watch a, a movie about white people if you're really that interested. <laughs> nah, I want to watch a movie with Latinos, but one of them has to look like me so I can identify. Uh, that way so, I can be like, I'm, I'm inside, I'm brown to the core. The, um, I, I, I was excited to see this movie, but now all the people that I'm, all the reviews that I'm seeing are are consistent. So people, even if people like it, they're like, "Wow, it's it doesn't it's a film that starts nowhere and goes nowhere, and it's just sort of like a lot of self masturbation. Like it's, it, you know what I mean? It's just a yeah, lot of yeah. like, hey, look at how crazy I am, and I laugh a lot, and like I lost a lot of weight, and I'm like, well, I'm just out there. And crazy. Wasn't it anytime you get a big movie with like a, a a big star and he does something weird, like Christian Bale, like you said, like he like actually smokes crack for a year to get you right. know to prepare to be the the drunk brother and the fighter or whatever right. like when you hear the the hoopla and the hype you just have to go like oh my god it's so amazing like look what he did to himself like the well the machinist is an extreme example with Christian Bale but well it, it's funny that you say that because i was just listening to uh, Joe Rogan one of his latest podcasts where they were talking about award shows and i i couldn't i couldn't agree more where it's like it's so ridiculous it's like a basically an advertisement it's done at this right. point they're done right yeah i would hope so like do you care at all who wins an oscar no. or a grammy because like, again ever? it's always like and as time went on it's always like um like who hasn't won one in a long time we need to be fair to this person yeah. so like they're gonna get the win because they're you know whatever that hasn't won one in years past but you see yeah. people like like i said i don't know did leonardo did he finally get one I think he did like a year yeah. or two ago. I think he did for that movie where he like uh, got pneumonia on purpose in the cold rivers and stuff. What was the oh, one where he got yeah. eaten by a bear? The Revenant. Yeah, I think he might have won something for that, right? Whatever he won something for, it was like a long time. Like he, he had got a couple nominations but never won. And he was like, everybody was like, how does how has this guy never won? And that, that should tell you something. Like He should have won by the time it, he's done with Basketball Diaries. It, it, oh, absolutely. His own contemporaries are like, this dude should have beat me <laughs> yeah, like it's just not even us. a question yeah so with that being said uh i do like joaquin phoenix but um i i i'm i sort of don't want to see it now just because everybody's saying that it's not what it was cracked do just put your blinders on and just be like i'm gonna go in and just see what happens but then so right before we started recording you said yeah that's something i would probably enjoy going to see by myself mm-hmm. and i i agree with you maybe that's like a a, a Sneak a day off of work or leave work early. Yeah. And go to the movies, and you don't need you know. No well, one even it, knows you want. It's one of the times where I would see. It's weird because I'm not really into superhero movies. Like I didn't see the last couple Avengers or whatever. And this is a movie that I would go see just because uh, I I kind of know what's going to happen in the Avengers. Like I yeah, I but sort this of isn't know. really a straightforward superhero. No, I know, but that's what, like. Like, I guess what I'm saying is since I'm not a comic book guy, I don't go in and go like this was true to the book and this right. was. I don't care about the book. Right. I don't care like what joker normally is i just just don't i just i have no uh preconceived ideas so i'm just like okay just put stuff on the screen in front of me i'm cool with it so just to to step off this for a minute how do you personally validate or anybody in the listening audience like how do you validate who's the best who's the best actor if we don't have award shows and we don't have a bunch of people who are pandering to special interest and you know, all, all these little groups to make sure that certain people win certain awards and it's all equal. And every, and at the end, so many women won and so many transgender people and so many, you know, black males. And then there's like a couple of white males sprinkled in there nowadays. You got to be brave. That's no, I'm just politics. asking. It's got to be like brave. All choices. that aside, yeah. like what is the real, in your opinion, what, who, who's a great actor? Who's like the top? I hate to put you on the spot. Brad Pitt, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Gosling. You think Ryan Reynolds is in the top actors? Oh, I thought you actors? said just dudes I'm into. <laughs> no. Oh, all right. Sorry, I heard the question. Guys wrong. with their shirts off that I would like to be in a room with. Yeah, I thought that's what you said. No. All right. In that case, uh, same three. No, um, I think the I, I'm not a smart person. The only thing I have to go <laughs> get that drop. The only the only thing I have to go off. I already hit the cash register went off in my head. <laughs> all right, good. The, the only thing I have bing, the only thing bing. I have to go off of is like uh. Um, it's almost like if you listen to a song and it stays in your head and you keep thinking about it. If I watch, like I remember watching Fight Club and replaying scenes from that movie. And I know I talk about that movie every four minutes, but like if if a scene goes over and over in my head, and I can't forget that man. That guy was so cool in that spot. Then that's to me like it, it's at least it's impact. I don't know what good acting is, but I know what 
is when something is impactful. Like I've always said, Emilio Estevez as Billy the Kid in Young Guns. I couldn't think of another uh, perfect, uh, more perfect hair and more perfect person. His aesthetic distance was perfect. But I would argue about Fight Club because I'd, I love both Ed Norton and I love Brad Pitt. But I would man, say oh, that man. the reason that Fight Club is a great movie is because the writing. David Fincher. And not only is David Fincher, but yeah. Chuck Palahniuk and Palachnik and Palachnik, yeah. uh, all three of those guys are great writers. So that's if, a, what if, a great if, combo of actors plus director plus writer. If you, that's, that's did you beautiful. read the book? Of course. Yeah. So the, the book's a little bit different. Uh, not not too too much different, but there it is different. But they're both. I remember telling people like this is one of those situations where the the movie is not better than the book. They're both great on their own. Ooh. Yeah, they're both great. Well, that was one of the times when I was like, very rarely do I like the the movie more, and that was one of them. But it, the reason is is because it brought these characters that you love so much in the book to life. These guys, these guys did a great job representing those characters. Like, the book right? was so, so great, but the movie looked so cool and was great. You know what I mean? It just looked so I cool. So I put them both as equal. To me, I go, like, I could read the book, and I could watch the movie, and I, I could enjoy both thoroughly. I don't say one is one stands out better to me. Yeah, I get that. So with that being said, what what characteristic makes a the best actor? So you're saying a somebody who was memorable in a certain role. So well, well, and there's who, also, who, whose career? There's also the, the thing where I see a lot of movies and... I don't know, maybe I'm nuts, but I go, like, I could do that. I could walk in the room and say that. I could pretend to be this bad guy. I could do that, I guess. When I see Leonardo DiCaprio in Basketball Diaries, when he's pounding on the on the door, telling his mom to let him in, and then he switches modes and starts getting angry and calling her a bitch and saying, like, let me in. I go, and he starts crying. I go, yeah, no, I couldn't do that. Like, no, yeah, I don't know. For like, sure. He's, like, he's for real like somebody else. It's almost like when you see, and I hate using this guy... When you see Jim Carrey do an impression <laughs> and his face sort of like molds into the face of the person he's impersonating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Leonardo DiCaprio has that same essence. So like when he is a character in whatever movie he is, it's like it's so encompassing, like all encompassing. Yeah. Just like what's his name? What's the what's the fat guy? That While was, still that, looking that, the same. That was in the movie with him, the Wolf of Wall Street. That everybody oh, was like, wow, we slept on that guy. Boy, but he actually ended up being really Noah good. Noah something? The kid from yes. Superbad? yes. <laughs> we've already forgotten his name yeah. but same thing like in that movie you're like this i forgot he was that dude from super bad he was that good which is crazy because yeah. he was just like some some kid right i mean yeah he was in super bad and there's a mean, couple others but... as far as we knew yeah but, but okay and then you look at a guy like seth rogan and you're like okay he's funny in all these movies but he's the same character he's always the same. He, he, he doesn't transcend that's that him who he is in real life. No matter what character he's going to go. <laughs> it's almost like Jerry Seinfeld in Seinfeld. Like you watch the show and you go like he's laughing while he's supposed to be giving like a straight line. But <laughs> yeah, that's kind of yeah. why it's funny. Right. Because that's you're like, he doesn't care that much. Like it's that's just what it is. Yeah, but he, it's just he, a different thing. He's like that in real life, though, too. Like he thought he's just a bad actor. No, he really he just doesn't <laughs> care at all. Yeah. Well. So I had this argument all the time, uh, and this really stemmed. What really got me was when you know, what's what's your feeling about this? When actors or musicians use their platform, there's this this argument: should they use their platform to argue their politics or their position in a specific thing, whether it be like PETA or or like a Second Amendment or I don't like the president or you know, abortion, what, whatever their, their bag is. Yeah. How do you feel? Like a lot of people would say, well, you're, you're, you're Billy Eilish. Just be Billy Eilish. Like, I don't need you to, I don't need your opinion. Just dance for me. Clown. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about that? Do you My, think it is their responsibility? No, because they have a platform. No, I never think it's anyone's responsibility. Cause I haven't walked in their shoes. I don't know what they're supposed to do or not. Do you think that it is their right, just like every other yeah. person, except that they have a bigger megaphone? Yeah, my problem is with the listener. My problem is with the person who takes... If Jennifer Lawrence, God bless her soul, if she wants to get up there and make a speech about PETA or Trump or or, or, or climate change or, or, or elder abuse or whatever she wants, right? She has the right to make this speech. My problem is with the people that hear her speech and get all flustered or... Be go like that's right. They give her all the praise, just like. But it, maybe it, you should, should, it should have the amount of credit that that a person of her stature, according to that topic, gets right. Like if 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 you're an expert in that field, like if you're a scientist and you're doing a rant about climate change and you're going, I've been doing this for thirty years and the rainforest and and 
Right, you like that little the, girl from Iceland. Yeah, yeah, like the Swedish girl. She's clearly <laughs> right. a scientist. Um, that person, you should take a little more weight because you go, okay, this this person really knows what they're talking about. Now, her and Je- him and Jen um, could be her. Her and Jennifer Lawrence both have the right to rant. But one of them, I'm going to take the information and go, okay, this really, really means something. The other one, I'll go, it's an actress, and that's how they feel. I don't like when people go like, like you shouldn't say that. Or I don't like when they stand up and go, praise, you're the hero. You're neither. You're just a person saying an opinion. What about the idea that you have a responsibility to the people who pay your bills? So, for example, a doctor who works for XYZ Hospital shouldn't get an award for being the best doctor or, you know, the guy who did the best brain surgery and then use that platform at that time. Cause it's like, you're kind of there to talk about accepting your award and then thank your mom and thank the people who helped you through medical school. Mm. Like the first time I remember hearing it was the beastie boys. And if you remember, they went up uh. on stage and it was like, Hey, free Tibet. And everyone's like, huh? What? These guys are the guys who <laughs> yeah. were just fighting for their right to yeah. party. Nelson Mandela. And they're like, well, hold on a second. We're going to fight for our right in a minute, but first, mm-hmm. free Tibet. And then they were so cool at the time that everybody was like, yeah, cool. Can I get a shirt that says free Tibet? We yeah, don't even know what that sweet. means, and what did we really do to make sure that happened? Or like when the, drum, the drummer from Rage Against the Machine just climbed like, up on climbed, the He just hung on top of speakers and wouldn't right. come down. Right. But nobody really knew why. Yeah. Or Steve-O. I remember Steve-O, Steve-O like, time and being like... Okay, they went to like a commercial break and then they came back and he was still up there and it was like, <laughs> like people he was like like ex like like lion yeah. tamers trying to like get him Fred, down. Off Fred Durst is like, hey, yo, man, that guy's crazy. Yeah, trying so to get his award. But then you have remember Guns and Roses going up to the award. They were like Slash and and Duff, and they were had like whiskey bottles and they were like fall down drunk and that's cool. You know too. that's cool though. Yeah, because you're you're just you're. You're carrying your image, the image that you're trying to yeah. make forward. I think that you could do whatever you want, dude. It's it's my problem is with the listener. Don't get all flustered, and also don't start the parade. Well, so the reason just I bring this for, up, like the it's a drop in a bucket. So acknowledge it for just that. As people could probably expect, one of the things that I do enjoy is a good roast. Uh, it's mean spirited, and I think that um, that's right in my wheelhouse. Right. I always I always say like I'm over these. I don't like roasts anymore. And then I watched him and I go, all right, that's kind of funny. See, the thing was, there was a roast of James Franco that happened where it was it was almost like the traditional roast of, of, of yesteryear. So those roasts back in the day had like Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and the people they were roasting were oh, Jackie all, Gleason, they were all personal friends. So they had a lot of, a lot of inside yeah. jokes. That's and what, better. What we've seen, though, is like, okay... For example, the Alec Baldwin roast, they had like people that had been on one show with Alec Baldwin or like I was I'm sisters of a guy who was on a show with you. Oh, they just have like like it's your or second comedians. year. It's your second year on SNL, no one knows. Well, they had like are. Blake Griffin. And it's like I don't know how he's even connected to the basketball it's, well, player. Well, it's now it's like a mean joke competition, right. which it before written by other comedians. the comedians are writing which maybe they did back in the day, but like Blake Griffin didn't write his jokes. A joke writer wrote his jokes that he delivered, which yeah. he did a great job. It clearly used to be said in good in good faith. Like right. we're gonna roast you because we love you. Right now they just say like, oh, like well, the James your Franco private one... parts smell terrible, and they go, but I got nothing but love for you. It's it's so weird. The James Franco one was different because it was the first time in a long time where it was actually his friends. And yes, they did say some some nasty things to him, but again, it was done out of love. It was like if you can he that, knew all different. those people, so. Anyway, the I was surprised that Alec Baldwin wrote that Robert De Niro was on the stage, or mm-hmm. the dais, as they say. and Because he really doesn't do a lot of interviews. You don't really see Robert De Niro out there. and He, th- re- he reacts to his insults the same way he's acted in the last seven movies. <laughs> he just goes, eh, he makes his face and he right. shrugs his shoulders. Right. His so what bothered me was, I was like, okay, you're here to to roast. You're not accepting an award. You're not here to filibuster about politics. <laughs> Yet he used that opportunity to go up there and talk about the president. That's his full-time gig now, pretty much, right? But, yes. And so my question to you, uh, I was having a discussion with, we're talking about movies, and one of my buddies was like, hey, I'm really excited to see this movie, The Irishman. And, you know, it's done, Scorsese's directing it, and it's got, uh, just everybody from every mafia movie, uh, you know, that we've seen Casino, Goodfellas. It's got Pesci, it's got De Niro, and it's got a, a laundry list of other, you know, people from central mob casting. Yeah. 
And so we're having this discussion and I said, I'm usually not like this, but I'm like, I, I really can't deal with De Niro anymore. Like it's a sad day. I, yeah, it is. And then he, his argument was, well, De Niro's definitely one of the uh, the best actors of our generation. And I thought to myself, is he though? And so this isn't just a, a slap on De Niro because our politics don't line up or it, maybe they do. I'm just tired of hearing him talk about politics. Yeah. But I would challenge anyone to look back and say, what has he really done that wasn't the same character? And so then I went to this, hey, I loved uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Love it. I don't know why, but I love the movie. No, it's so good. And De Niro's in I it. I know why I love it, but Well, it's so good. I'm just, I, I think a lot of people would dismiss it, but I love it. It's a great movie. It won, it won Oscars. And We all know how much those matter. De Niro was a little different, but he was still De Niro. So I feel like the De Niro you see in real life, when people go like, he... Man, he really he really gets out there and he he like encompasses the role. It's like he's not Daniel Day Lewis, you know. He's playing him. It seems maybe he's more timid in real life and he's not as outgoing. But like the same facial gestures, the same you know, the same feeling I get in every movie. Right. And I love I love my favorite De Niro movie of all time is Raging Bull. I love it. I can watch it. I need to rewatch so that because I remember watching so it when I was like in my teens. Yeah, and I did. think like I wanted the the now. Right. I didn't have time for the slow burn. I don't think I appreciated. You it. go back and watch it because it yeah, is the greatest yeah. De Niro movie and probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, yeah. Well, him in Silver Linings Playbook is his character minus the mob, and it even has him gambling with right. a booking stuff. So it's still kind of mobbish. Like yeah, but he's he's just like an like an older. I hate to say this, like a retired like, like, mobster. Yeah, yeah, but. So I would I would argue that Leonardo DiCaprio is bar none the best actor of our generation, and I thought I really thought that um, uh, Ed Norton was going to have a shot at it because I was like this guy's kind of versatile; he can do a lot of things. And I was like, he's, he's really good. He's really good, but he's, he's really, really I don't know how is he really that versatile, or is he always Ed Norton? He's played a tough guy. He's played like a puss. Yeah, but but he's always Ed Norton. It always he. I just nice. feel like I feel like you could. Really, DiCaprio can change. He's like a shapeshifter to me. I really look at him and I go, "Wow, I, I can get into it." How, how rangey has he? He's been I in mean, a range of roles, but he's always the same body type here, and stuff, here, right? Here's why. That, see, he's see, the opposite see, of Christian Bale, who will like gain weight and lose weight. Leonardo DiCaprio was like, "I'll do whatever role you need me to. I can act. I'm going to look ass, this way. Though. I can act my ass off, but there will be a dad bod happening like throughout the film. Think about this." Ever since Leonardo DiCaprio has been a thing in acting, you know, we were of the age to know who he was. So we've watched him grow up and he's done age appropriate and he's played a little bit older and played a little bit younger. But since we've been, you know, able to watch movies and understand De Niro's always been already an older dude. Yeah. So for me, I didn't see him playing a, a role of, uh, you know, the, the kid on Growing Pains all the way up to. Yeah. You know, being on uh, Wolf of Wall Street. What was he on, on the Growing Pains? He was like the runaway that they uh, they took in. Was he in. Boner or no, Ben? he was neither of those. But his name was Ben. No, no. That was his name. I don't remember, but he was the, yeah. he was a runaway kid that they adopted when their kids were getting older. Okay. Okay. But uh, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just... Yeah, for sure. No, I, I couldn't argue that there's much better How than do you him? validate in anything who's the best? You know, obviously in race car driving or in Top Gun, Dude, you know who's the best? Iceman was the best the kid and Maverick who, becomes the best. The kid who played Harry Potter played a dead guy in Swiss Army Man. The whole entire movie, he was a dead guy. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, so that's did the guy from Weekend too. at Bernie's. In fact, also he didn't play a dead man the whole time. Good. He started out a live man, and we saw some range. Because his dead man was clearly different than yeah, his live man. Yeah, but in Swiss Army Man, he had to like spit so hard that he like gave the guy Let water. Let me ask you this. Stuff. Was there Swiss Army Man 2? Where his role was so great, they reprised it for a second movie where he would be dead. All right, yeah, you're right. You're right. okay. I'll you know what? I'll admit when I'm wrong. I'll admit when you've I'm been wrong. licked. <laughs> it takes a big man to admit when he's wrong. But yeah, you know, you're right. De Niro kind of he so, he is the best by everyone's account, sort of. But but he stays in his lane. He does well at what he does. I would when, say when the has same he thing? ever not been that guy? Never. Even Joe Pesci. Remember the movie The Super. Where mm -hmm. he he's still like a, a, a not he's not in the mob, but he's still a little dude that people are supposed to believe is tough. Yeah, yeah, and he's not Danny DeVito. I yeah, confused. Well, he that. was great in My Cousin Vinny, but he was still like a super Jersey oh, or New York for Italian. Sure. For you know? sure. 
Yeah, because people write that part for him. Right. And they go, you're oh, going to be perfect. Sure. You're going to be perfect for this part. I guess it be- it's like a comedian that becomes so big that every crowd he goes in front of are people that paid to see him specifically. So there's just no losing. I think that as far as celebrities using their platform, I think we focus too much on our differences. I think we need to focus on what we do the same, right? Have our we freed similarities. Tibet? I'm still not sure if that happened. Uh, I mean, if 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 you want it to be free, it's like it's it's up to <laughs> like you. Like my truth. Yeah, it's your, it's your truth. I don't know. But I was thinking about this earlier because everything on Twitter and the news, everything's so divided. And I'm just I'm over it, right? I've come full circle on it. Um I'm thinking about things that that the left and the right both agree on. I don't think we spend enough time talking about that. A lot of times we go, ah, uh, these the Republicans want to ruin everything, and everybody else goes, ah, the left's a bunch of they want to control you. They don't like rights. So I wrote down some things that that you don't have. That both Democrats and Republicans both enjoy. You want to hear them? Of course. All right. Now what I want to do is I want to list these things off. See if you have thoughts on them. Then I want to. I just want people to acknowledge, like, hey, listen, we're not that different after all. All right. We we'll both see, we'll see. put our pants on one leg I at a time. I see that that is your goal. Let's see if that adds right. up working out. <laughs> Perfect. When men shave, left or right, red or blue, when they shave their beard off, they always leave a mustache for a little while just to horrify their spouse. True. You have to, right? I mean, oh, that wasn't, you weren't asking me if I, I agree no, with I that? Mean, yeah, I mean, sure. For sure. Your thoughts? <laughs> yes. You, well, you do... I you mean, leave like a pervert. Even stash. as a Jewish guy, I have to tell you. I mean, we always end up with a Hitler before it's all said. And done. <laughs> even though we've done it a million times, it's like, well, maybe I, I, my face is a little rounder now. Maybe the Hitler mustache. It's like a, a like a healing thing. It's like yeah. like it's, getting, it's like one way of you dealing smile with it. with it. One way of dealing with it. You're like there, not so bad. Well, first you do the Paul Senior, right? You know, from from Orange County Choppers. And then and and then then you yeah. do then you do the regular mustache. You whittle it down. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, right. you go like what in stages. Be, I'll have like an in sync. Like, but you come out up. of the bathroom face dry, and you walk around acting like waiting till everyone's horrified, and then you go change it. Yeah, and you're right. You usually you'll go okay, okay. I'll take the, I'll take the pervert mustache <laughs> off. You're right, you're right. And you come back with the Hitler, and you go. Ah, I've never done now? the thin upper lip Frenchman mustache ever. No, I've never. Either. That's the only one I haven't rocked. No, because I start at the edges and yeah. I work my way toward the middle. That's why you leave the little bit of the Hitler one. All right, so so we all do that. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, we all do that. Um, ba 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 ba. Oh, whether left or right, when you fill your gas tank, you fill it all the way up until it clicks, and then you give it another couple little squirts. Yeah, just to put a little couple mm-hmm. extras, right? Yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you're pro taxes or if you think taxation is theft. We all fill our gas tanks, then we go, hold on, and we get about 12 more cents out you, of it. You don't look to, but I always look to make sure it's it's a round number. So that it's, it's more about making sure that, even though I pay with a credit card and I'm not looking <laughs> through couch cushions anymore for change to get me from one gas station to yeah. the next, I still am trying to make sure I have a nice round number for my OCD. That would, I'm going to look out for that more, but I, I more or less just like, I go like, yeah, this handle thinks it's full, but like right. it doesn't know. It's a safety. We don't like those. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like click. That's enough. I'll say it's like Johnny and Karate Kid. Like I'll say when he's had enough. You just keep gassing <laughs> up. And they're like they're like that's enough. The gas thing's full, and you like throw your friends off. You go no, no. no. I'll say when it's had enough. Couldn't leave well enough alone. No, could you, Ben. No, <laughs> just couldn't. Um, all guys left or right when they drink an IPA. This is the crucial part right here. That they are offered by a host. You don't do this at your house when you just open the fridge and have an IPA. But when you're at a party and someone goes, dude, I got this beer you're really going to like. You want to try it. You drink the IPA. You do like the, ah, you do like that noise you would with a Coke. And then you go. It's really, it's really uh, orange peely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you say you, you add something, but you take a drink. You think about it for a minute and you go, hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you insert whatever you think you taste, even though your palate's garbage and you don't know what you're tasting. All right. Like, I'll do an impersonation. Like, you give me this. Okay, you say here, like, you know, try it. You got to try this right now. Go, hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then and then you will inevitably go, yeah, I bought that because it has, it was a bit in a barrel and blah, blah, blah. And you go, hmm. Hints wait, of- hold on. And you'll do another one. You go, oh, yeah, yeah. I can taste the barrel. <laughs> there's, wait, there's a barrel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely whatever you just said is in there. In 
however many podcasts we've done together, you just figured out a way to allow yourself <laughs> to drink in front of the microphone, so which I do not of, allow to do. I hate having to wait until uh, oh, I'm done I'm talking. talking and you're away from the microphone. <laughs> if yeah. people only knew. Yeah. Hey, next week I'm going to talk about... I'm uh, just shooting daggers at you. Like Next week I'm going to talk about what it sounds like uh, <laughs> while I sing with beer in my mouth. Now, uh, but, but listen, that's not a Republican thing. That's not a Democrat thing. No matter who you voted for, when someone hands you the beer, you're going to do that thing. Uh, both lefts, leftists or rightists, when offered dessert, not always, okay, this isn't ironclad, but 95% of the time, when you're at a restaurant and they offer dessert and they go, hey, okay, you ready for some flan? You want some pie? You want some pie? Both people lean back, grab their stomach and go, oh, no, 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 I couldn't. I'm stuffed. No, thank you. Not another bite. When they don't want it. Just always. What if they do want it? They don't. Oh, okay. Nobody so I'm does. saying it, it's 100% of the time when you're not interested in dessert. <laughs> that's that's more accurate. Okay. Yeah, that's right. an improvement on my theory. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, like because if you do want pie, you're not going to do any of those things. But if somebody goes like pie... You- you lean back and you... You have you, to illustrate it for the waitress? Like, yes. Yes, you have to show them, like, like, like here's why I can't eat it, because look at how full a, I am. You've a great job of already packing this full. Otherwise, no offense, I'd love to have the dessert you offer here, but as you see, distended. Yeah. Like, when I say I'm full, and you may not know what that means, so I'm going to point to my belly, and I'm going to rub it, and I'm going to go, like, this is the area that's full of food. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, mentally I'm full, too, but basically, look at this belly for sure. A uh, couple more. Let's see. I don't know how many. Oh, we all tell someone how long it takes to travel somewhere, but we follow it up with, but if traffic's good, you can make it in a little bit less than that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like how far away is my place? I'm about an hour and 15 minutes from work, but with clear traffic, about 22 minutes, 30, I, 30 minutes. I feel like, okay, right or left, that's a dude thing for sure, because <laughs> you'll, it's, that's where you get the, uh, the one upper too on, on both sides where it's like. Right now, I live 28 minutes from uh, whatever it's called, guaranteed rate. Okay. okay. I could get okay. to the parking lot of guaranteed rate field from my driveway in 26 to 28 minutes. Getting out, and I'm walking out of the car. I'm shutting my car off, and I'm out. Yeah. 26 minutes. If you're in a driveway. plane that goes the same <laughs> but, speed as but, your car. But then I've also made it there in 23 minutes. I've also been like, oh, you know, you get it depends on what time the game is because then you could be, uh, you know, so yeah. Could take an hour and 15. But it's always, when there's nothing else to talk about, it's always a good something to to fill the air. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the, the addendum of... And there's it, only one way to get there, so it's not even like, well, if you get off here and you go around this... No, it's a straight <laughs> shot. There's really no other way to get the there. The added factoid of if traffic's good... It'll be less is a is is a heavyweight champion of no shit. Yeah, right. It's of course. <laughs> right. Yeah, like I said, if I was in a, mon- a helicopter, if, didn't crash on the expressway. If I was in a monorail going above the expressway, sixty-seven miles an hour. Right. Yeah, yeah. But people always feel the need to add it. So, and when I say people, I mean everybody. So let's not focus. I know you don't like the wall. Kids in cages are bad. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Politics aside, we all can agree that we do those things. Yeah. So if that's ever on the like next time they have the debates, if they're like, "Hey, man, uh, when okay, Trump versus Warren or whoever it's going to be, they're going to go like, it's going to be awkward for Warren, but they're going to go, when you guys shave, you do leave a Hitler mustache at the end, right?'" And then we're like, "Oh, of course, yeah." <laughs> and we'll see you there. Well, let's, yeah, let's just start there. Let's make the country purple, and let's all start shaving the same way. I had this thought the other day. Okay, yep. stick with me because mm. it's kind of hard to, to to. Let's see if I can explain it to you. What if you could give someone a talent? Okay, but you couldn't tell that person about the talent. They'd only be able to find out about that talent on their own if they accidentally did this or that. So, oh. for example, I was talking to the guy that sits next to me at work, and I said, "What if you could make the boss our boss?" What if you could make give him a talent like playing piano? He could be he would be the best piano player that ever played the piano. Pianist. P- I, the other the best piano player that ever played a piano. <laughs> but you couldn't tell him that he has that talent now. 
He'd have to like right? he'd have to like be at a bar. How with could a, you orchestrate it? It's almost like a thousand was it a thousand dollar pyramid. You or want whatever. to guide him there on accident? Like you want him to stumble upon it? Yeah, but there's there it would almost be like that game show where it's like you can't say this word, you can't get in this situation, yeah. you can't bring a keyboard into work and then be like, hey, you try. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you can't ha- say let's go to the piano, the dueling piano bar, <laughs> and then have them call him up. Be like you try your your. So, so think about think about a person who you don't have a friend relationship with. It's sort of like a boss or someone you know who's like a, a you know someone that's ancillary to being a a first tier person in your life. Okay. And how could you introduce that? Per- first of all, what talent would you give this person? So I guess we'd have to pick a person in this situation, and then figure out a way. Like let's just say your mailman, for example, or your garbage man for you. You know, okay, who okay. you could give him any talent in the world. The one who doesn't uh, care for me. Yes, but you couldn't tell him he had that talent. And how could you get him to do this talent? Does oh, that make sense? Certainly going to depend on the talent. That it's, I'm a, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. No, no, I like it. I but just... this was specifically because, about our boss, and I said, "How could you get him to play the piano?" And he he would be the best pianist. He 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 would be like Pianist. Mozart. But at this stage of the game, he's, you know, he's, he's in his older, he's in his upper fifties. And it's like, how would you ever be in a situation where you'd be around a piano and he would be there? He already knows he's, you know, let's 55 plus that he doesn't know how to play the piano as far as he's concerned. Now he would, because you've given him this ability. And you're blocking him from obvious avenues. Right. Well, you couldn't know. You're not blocking him from anything. Well, like bringing a keyboard in would be the obvious. Yes, but the biggest block would be that he's already lived this many years and knows he cannot play a lick of piano. However, today and for here on after, he can. He's super good. You just can't tell him about it. Could I get a woman to seduce him and make him do it? Like, you know how Bugs Bunny's dressed like a woman? You could, though. But I mean, is that that reasonable? In a real scenario, is that reasonable? How could you do it? And the reason I thought about I think this you was, have a well, I think the way I do it is I have a random stranger, I don't want to say prostitute, <laughs> but I have a random woman befriend that person and be like, I really like guys that play okay, the piano. In would you theory, sit down and try this? In piano? this ridiculous theory that works, yeah. but that would not work in real life. Well, you gotta go get a prostitute Dude, for prostitutes this? are real, bro. But, They're out but, there. but there's really no stake in it for you. Why would you pay a prostitute to make sure this guy knows he can play piano? I wanna hear what he comes up with. This is the kind of stuff that goes through my head. I wanna hear it? him play. <laughs> You do. Wanna, it, you dude, definitely want to hear dude, him play. You're, gonna be a what t- if it was pogo stick jumping, bro? You know what's gonna come out of your eye when you hear him play? <laughs> tears, what, bro. What you're if gonna have tears? You're gonna be like, this music is so beautiful. It's bringing me to tears. What if tomorrow you could make him wake up, and he was the best American Ninja Warrior? How could you convince a person <sighs> who is physically not fit, an older person who that now, if you just tried? <laughs> You'd have to install a jungle gym in his office. Like, how, how can it happen? <laughs> hey, today, boss, guess what? Uh, elevator's broken, but we made a rock wall. As crazy as, <laughs> it's crazy, as crazy as this sounds, the whole idea was almost like your video game theory. Uh, all of us have something that we don't... I have to believe. The Madden theory. We all have something that we have not tried that we don't know we would excel at if we yeah. tried. Yeah. Just naturally. Because we were talking about this show, Joes versus Pros, not me and you, but me and some people at You're work. still talking about that show. Yeah. It was like 14 years ago and four people saw it. Well, here's the reason. I saw in the beginning of Joes versus... So the idea is, is they bring out a bunch of washed up professional athletes or past their prime. Yeah. And they bring out a bunch of guys who were like jocks in high school, maybe played at the most like Division One college, but never made it to a Better pro than career, most of their friends. And have been out of the game for 10 years, but they're still in shape. And so we bring these people together, and for example, you may have a pitch off, you know, you versus Rob Dibble. Or you may, you know, they have a competition where you're going to try to uh, to come through an offensive line, and uh, Roman Al- Bill Romanowski is going to be on the other side of it. Yeah. And we don't expect that you're going to score, but we want to see out of the three of you, who is he going to kill the least? Scott Pesednik who- <laughs> and I shag fly balls. So that's the idea. So as the, the show went on, they sort of tricked it out a little bit. And they changed it up to where you would not, because it was so one-sided. I remember one episode, it was hilarious. They had these three guys, like I said, washed up high school or college athletes, and Jose Canseco was one of the pros. 
And if you've seen this dude in real life, like Jose Canseco, he's a monster. He's a humongous human being. Is he super tall? Beast, yes. Does he really? Yeah, I I think he's like six two, maybe bigger than you know, so so. bigger than average. But he's he's ginormous. And the player came out there and was slapping his arm as if to say, like, I'm hitting myself with a needle in the vein. Like, hey, Jose, you ain't going to be able to do this out here. Let's see how good you are. And I yeah, thought, yeah. this dude can, this guy could tear your head right off your yeah. shoulders. Yeah. They had an episode where you had to, you had to roll, each guy had to roll with Randy Couture for three minutes and see who could get tapped out the least. Oh, Jesus Christ. They had a episode. A professional where, MMA. Yes. Oh, come on. You, they had, you were padded up, but he, all he could do was tap you. He couldn't, like, punch yeah, you or, still. you know. Yeah, of course. They had an episode where you had to fight Roy Jones Jr. No, thank you. Yeah. So, well, they had, like, 25-ounce gloves, but still. Nah, like, not with bed sheets and pillows wrapped around his so, so all, <laughs> no, you, I think you could still see this maybe on Prime but if, if or on YouTube. I need to watch him because I never have you talked about him a few but, times. But the best one was, so in the later seasons, they what they had was, uh, because, like I said, it was so one-sided, they had people, they had, like, Muggsy Bogues would have to shoot trap against you. Yeah. And he's like, I've never shot trap. But yet Muggsy Bogues could hit every clay pigeon that came out. Like he was just on it. Wow. And they had Daryl Strawberry. You had to drive a golf ball. Who could drive one farther? You or Daryl Strawberry. Now, swinging a baseball bat and swinging a golf club, two entirely different things. Sure. However, obviously moving your hips and you you know moving your weight around is, is similar. And Daryl Strawberry, arguably, you know, one uh, just a great home run hitter. and, and you Great know, athlete. Yeah. He he, dude. He hit. He, he was like, I don't golf, but hit a golf ball like I don't know, like four hundred yards straight. Jesus like just, just just bombed it, you know. And he's like, oh, I, I never knew because I don't golf. The point is, yards. the well, that may be an yeah, exaggeration. No, I'm just saying. Long, the point is, is that you have these people that are athletes, and they're at that level of athleticism that it does not matter if you're playing chess. It does not matter if you're shooting clay pigeons. It doesn't matter if you're bowling. It they're doesn't matter stuff. Because of their mental focus and they're they're, they're physically superior in every way. These like well, just, the only person they're inferior to is Bo Jackson. Because <laughs> well, he I, I cracked don't, the I don't code. De- I don't deny that. Bo Jackson cracked the code. He's like, I'll do several things and I'll be the best at all of them as well. I mean, Dion did as well. Not as good as Bo, but Dion's still arguing. Dion too. Yeah, both of them. So who's the best mechanic? Who's the best? How do you validate any of this stuff? Who's like, the best? Well, it's like Nick Offerman. All he's like a comedian yeah. actor. Also builds amazing canoes. Yes, like by hand, like builds them. So we need to find more stuff. Or like that. Um, Steve uh, Martin, who is like one of the best. Oh, banjo banjo players in the world. Yeah, like the dude is arguably one of the best banjo players, which in the is world. like. Like, like, isn't entertaining as like being the most color, the best like color by number. <laughs> it's not a no, cool I mean, thing to do, but banjo is the best impressive. squeeze box player. Here's the thing: like, if you're good at banjo, I don't want to hear it. If you're bad at banjo, no, thank you. Yeah, also. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, but but still, but he's super good. So I guess my point is, people, is in asking that agree. original question about mm. giving somebody a talent, how many talents? Ultimately, what I was thinking is, is you know, if you went rock climbing tomorrow, what if you were that you just took to it and you're like, holy shit, like, dude. I'm an amazing rock climber. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. So that's why I would encourage people to, I, I'm encouraging other people to do this, not myself, but to get out there and see, do everything. Yeah. I thought about a little bit like that, like I was watching this. Jorge uh, Masvidal is a MMA fighter. He's been, a, he's been a fighter since he was like a kid, right? Grew up in like, I don't know, Miami or wherever, like Southern Florida. This dude, there's, like, old videos of him with Kimbo Slice, like, fighting in backyards and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he talks about, like, yeah, when I was, like, five, some kid took my blocks, and he wouldn't give them back. And I walked up, and the guy said, the kid pushed me, and I just punched him and, like, floored this little five-year-old. And he's, like, you know, he's all proud. And he's, like, from that moment, my dad was, like, I don't have to worry about this kid. Like, he's, like, it was the proudest moment ever because I knew no matter what, I didn't have to worry about you, like, really getting... Like hurt, or I didn't have to worry about you getting bullied and stuff like that. Seems a bit extreme. It is your extreme. Kid hit a five year old, and you're like, "Yep, yeah. I don't think you should do it." If anything else, we it's have a different this culture. part locked up. It's a like different we, culture. We... Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I know what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. He's like uh, reading and writing and arithmetic. The three R's. We'll, we'll save those for later. Right. Kid can floor dudes. Right. Um, but I thought about that because he's saying like, he's like, it sounds crazy. He goes, but I only feel calm when I'm in the ring. Like that's my safe space. He's like. I, like, you get a little bit of pre-fight jitters. He goes, but I never worried about, like, getting hurt. I just don't care. Like, that's my spot. 
So for him, like just fighting, like he just knew. He always knew. Mm-hmm. So that's his one gift. You're saying like, well, let's find a second one for him. he might be one hell of a. He might no, play, I'm he not might talking the, about that. Like harmonic. You got me all wrong here. You got me twisted. What I'm saying is, is he found his. Yeah. What's yours? Well, what if he has two, like Bo Jackson? Okay, let's not worry about his two before we get yours. Let's settle. Let's on get the your ones. one. My one. Yeah. Oh boy, that's a good question. I mean, because you'll I, and this isn't me saying this; is you saying it? Like mm. I'm a. I'm a decent guitar player. I'm a decent. Oh, singer. yeah, no, I'm, I'm a rhythm. Saying, I'm a rhythm guitar player. I'm not best, saying yeah. me. I'm saying you. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what you say. Right. And so my question is, okay, well, what's the one thing where you excel at that that you are like the top of your game? No, that's well, that's always been my thing. It's like that's since I was like a teenager. It's always been like uh, I've always come in third place at everything. So what I'm saying I'm is, not is there's real bad. Something at, there's something. I don't know, man. But with the with with the Madden theory, which is what you're talking about earlier, is. The Madden theory for newer listeners stems from when you used to play Madden, you could create your own play, create your own player, and you were given, I don't say a hundred points, right? And you were able to disperse those hundred points amongst that player. He's got great hands, but he can't break tackles. Uh, he's got a lot of speed, but not a lot of power. Nobody has everything, so those points either you put him a lot in one category. You guys really fast, but if he gets hit, he's gonna fumble. Right. Uh, so what I'm saying is, when you're born, everyone has a hundred points. But what you're saying is like everyone has a hundred points, but there's also a category that they might just be way in the no, red. No, what I'm saying is is you don't have an idea of how your points are allocated. You don't know. Right. But what I'm saying is I think your, my points are allocated like like I'm like you, you, think, know, you know when yeah, you, play, now I hear you're no, you know when you play Street Fighter Two? Yes. Like I'm always like just give me Ryu or Ken. Mm-hmm. Cause they're they're pretty they're pretty good at all of it. They're not they can't eat your face like Blanca. Right. They can't Th- flame throw with their mouth like Dalsim. Mm-hmm. They can't grab you like Zangief and go. Ha, ha, ha. They can't do that, but they're decent. They're they're a solid B B minus in right. every category. Right. That's me. I'm more Ken or Ryu. I than hear Blanca. what you were saying. So this this is defeating what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. What I'm telling you is nobody can know what their own how their own points have been allocated. Your points in some category are all the way to the top. You just don't know what that category is. That's your theory, How do you your, go your about theory finding? Is that I could unlock some. Absolutely, everybody has some. You know, like it'd be nice. These people who are who are blind, who but can are like pitch perfect or can play an instrument yeah. without Wait. ever having played one. Yeah, they're just like their their parents are like I. I just came in the room and he was you know he was yeah. playing the the Jews harp like uh like <laughs> like nobody's yeah. business. So my yeah. point is, or somebody just picks up some drumsticks and they've never had formal training and they can just play. No, the I'm drums. not smashing your theory. It's just that when you came to me, I'm like I don't know if I. Of have course this. that, but you are status quo. Everybody majority thinks of people that. think that. And you look at a guy like Michael Jordan, and I take you back to that speech from Vision Quest where the cook was like, remember he was talking about watching Pele? The one where he throws the girl down in the room and he's like, you're going to get a good... No, not that. Okay, all right. Where, where his coach, or excuse me, the uh, the other cook at the hotel, the cook at the hotel was saying like, hey, I took the night off to watch you wrestle, shoot. And he's talking to uh, Matthew Modine's character who is, uh lost weight in order to wrestle a guy who is the best in the division. The guy who walks up bleachers with uh, totem poles. Capers on his back, yes. Oh. So anyway, the, during the speech, he starts crying because he's like, you know, he's, he, he, he laments about seeing Pele. He's like, one time I was watching, and so this is a, a, an era appropriate because he's like, <laughs> one time I, I was like watching, the, you know, I was cooking it over my shoulder in the black and white TV with the antenna. I had tinfoil. And I was watching this soccer game, and I saw Pele jump up, flip, kick oh, yeah, the ball yeah. upside down into the goal. And he's like, and for that one moment, this person rose above the rest of civilization. Yeah. Like, he's like, it moved me so much to see that I was nothing. Like, I'm a dude who's cooking in a kitchen, and this guy rose above everything else and everyone else. And he's like, you can, you're about to do the same thing. Like, yeah. I'm going to watch it happen. You're about to be Pele. And everybody needs to hear that speech about themselves. But my point is, is I'm the same way. Like, I don't know. I, there's things that I like to do. Uh, I, to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not the greatest at them. And I don't think you can get much better. So like the Madden theory, 
you've only got so many points. So it's like, well, I've juiced up all my points for my guitar playing. My guitar playing, I'm at the ceiling. Yeah. You're going to max out at like 65. I've bought all kind of things. I've, you know, I've gotten videos. I've paid for different things to like take, take your guitar playing to the next level. Yeah. It's like, get out of the I've, box. I've been at this for, <laughs> yeah, it's been for my story, arguably but... 30 plus years. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm playing the same songs I was playing when I was 16. Yeah. I play them better, but I feel like I just, let's be real. In order to get better, you have to have the discipline to put the time in and you have to surround yourself with better people and you have to surround, you have to push yourself. It's gotta be so all. If you, you can't watch videos about Brazilian jiu-jitsu and be hoist Gracie. You could watch videos about Brazilian jiu-jitsu and learn the concepts. You'd be better but, than you were. But if you, yeah, for sure. But, but you're not, not going to be the best unless you surround yourself with the best but you're and still you not immerse yourself. You're still not going to be. I mean, I'm just saying there's no yeah. chance of it. That's for sure. So uh, anyway, back to this. How, how? Well, But we did sort of shift from like what if you could give somebody a superpower to now everyone, everyone, has, everyone has a so secret It's not superpower. really a shift. My point in asking the question was is how do you figure out a way to unlock Does it? Is it somebody else's responsibility or how does it usually fall? Like... Okay, well, Serena, watched... Serena Williams' father or, or Tiger Woods' father, how did they you, – you can't tell me – I don't know how good they are at tennis or golf themselves. No. So you see your kid is like, oh, he's really taking to this. How do you know they're going to be at that level? Well, here's what happens. You have 100 parents who all force their kid to play tennis and golf nonstop. You don't let them have a life, and you make them super weird, and all you let them do is this one thing. One of those 100 is Tiger Woods. One of those thousand is Tiger Woods, million, and one of those is Serena Williams. The rest are just shitty dads, and their kids hate them. <laughs> right. That's how right. that works. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, but you have to try because there's a one in a hundred thousand chance that your kid's Tiger Woods. So you have to gamble your relationship with them to make sure they play a lot of tennis. I think, uh, which is, I mean, clearly you got to do that, right? Yes. Of course. For sure. Yeah. Of course you got to. But I think Dude, about, you can like, hug them later. But I, right now, get your racket and get the fuck on that court. You, if you like, you know, say say you listen to a Neil deGrasse Tyson, or you listen to somebody who who's an astrophysicist, or or someone who uh, is a, a brain surgeon, or somebody who is like, you know, even Ingve Malmsteen or, or some guitar Randy aficionado. Rhodes. Oh, I can't listen to him. He's but, the best. But uh, was the best. The thing is, is. You, I just feel like there's no way you could. They, their brain works in a different way, and you could feign understanding, but it's like you will. You you just you either have it or you don't have it. So well, that's dude, what I'm saying. Like you cannot change your points. No, if God or whoever Yahweh, yeah. whoever gives you your stats <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of your life, I agree and you with... either figure out a way to use those stats to your benefit, and through whatever way, yeah. figure out which is your strongest attributes mm -hmm. or your life is just wasted and you're an average person who never met your true potential. I agree with both of us. We're bored of the hundred <laughs> points and you have to get lucky. Look, I watch a lot of nature documentaries. It's like my favorite, like that planet earth show. Mm -hmm. Dude, there's all these iguanas that are just pop out of the sand when they're born. And the, the racer snakes are just waiting for them, dude. Uh, episode one, planet Earth season <laughs> two. They're just waiting for them. Now, they don't have parents to make them play tennis and run on the sand all day. But 100 of them run for the rocks, 30 of them make it to the rocks. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's just that's just it. That's how it is. A lot of a lot of people go for their their talents. Couldn't you have used sperm? Yeah, but I don't, I don't want to I want to clean this podcast okay, up. Gotcha. I already brought up the F bomb <laughs> earlier. I feel bad about that. I I want I'm I'm saying like it's a numbers game, man. You got 100 iguanas, the the snakes eat 70 of them. Man, but those 30, and we don't go like, hey, how did those 30 know who they were? They all ran their ass off. Yeah. And just 30 of them made it to the top. And then one of the videos went viral, and that's the king of the iguanas. I just can't believe that. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. King it's just, of the iguanas it, is going to be it, my next it, album it's, cover. It's just hard for me to believe that uh, everybody doesn't have something. And that something, I would say 99% of all people will never meet their true potential. Because, I agree with that. Because they just are, they're just happy with status quo or content with being like, well, you know, I guess I'm just, I, I was born here, I ended up dying here. I don't know what well, else. Well, that's like There's singing. Nothing in between. That's like singing. People go like, oh, I can't sing. 
And I go, everybody can sing. Mm. No, everybody can. Yeah, everybody can make a noise that comes out of their throat. That's yeah. another way to say it. Yeah, that's right. a very good way to say it. Because, like, even, like, Edith Bunker is like, oh, Archie. Like, mm. if you're on a piano next to her, because I'm, like, almost, like, autistic this way. Like, she's, when Edith Bunker is talking, she's saying notes on the piano. Right. So everyone is in a scale. It may be a bad scale. It may be a minimite. You may not be Mariah Carey with eight octaves, but you got, everyone can sing somewhere. Now, the trick is when people go, I can't sing well, and then they try to sing the same songs everybody else does. Right. You can sing well, just stay in your lane. Yeah. Sing a couple, just, just you know, when it comes to like Jingle Bells, you'd be like, Jingle Bells. Tim it's from Rancid is the, one of the best examples of this. Yeah, Billy Joel, maybe. Billy Joel. Yeah, yeah, but Tim from Rancid even more so. Yeah, <laughs> right. for sure. Because it, it's funny. Uh, it don't stray you, from you, your box. You, there's some, like, okay, the, if you sing in Rancid and it's like, you were able to make 10 records and be on a, a major label and tour the world and, and uh, all that, but that's how you sing. You, you It's very niche, and that stay stay with that. Like, yeah. do that thing. Don't try to come out with... Uh, don't you know? Don't do a, a duet with Ed Sheeran, <laughs> right? Where right. you're like doing all kinds. Like you don't get that kind of range. It's not gonna happen. You can't afford not it. Gonna, not gonna. Don't happen. bring Nelly Furtado in and switch <laughs> things up. No, don't do that. Yeah, no, that's. But I was people go like, I can't sing. I'm like, sure you can. You can just sing like three notes. Mm-hmm. So do the sing the hell out of those three notes. So maybe if you can't unlock your super potential, but you're good at barbecuing, just just make a lot of barbecue for a lot of people. I. I think this is the biggest struggle for a lot. Like this is a midlife crisis thing for sure. Not, I mean, for everybody, I think where you get to this point in your life where if you haven't found that one thing, like some guys will be like, Oh, I, I, I'm a marathon runner. I enjoy running marathons. And most marathon runners are like, I don't run marathons to win. I run marathons to like get myself ready for the next. If I ran Chicago and then I, I I get this many races, then I can run Boston. It's just about being involved in it and being like consistent in it. I would would guess a majority of them are just like, I want to see. Maybe some people want to do better and win. I mean, of course there are, there has to be those people. Those people are not from America. But but, but what I'm saying (laughs) is, is like even the barbecue guy, like, I I can't even barbecue. I don't barbecue. My wife cooks on the barbecue. I just go, I leave all the cooking up to my wife. Yeah. Like, I can't do anything special on the barbecue. You have tenacity. You're not a quitter. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's 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 a that's a horrible I am maybe not, but no, I mean No, that's that that what what you're like you play D and D, I never have. But what you have is like some you sort LARPed, of You LARPed, but not D. I I LARP a lot. Right. I do a lot of LARPing. Well <laughs> like what you have is like like a power Charisma. that you you spring <laughs> plus three like you have a thing where like your tenacity you sprinkle that on the rest of your points and everything is upgraded by like five ten points mm-hmm. now so I don't know like what's a hundred but because you are willing to put an effort and burn calories on stuff you never suck at anything real bad and that's <laughs> its own superpower right like because you're not willing to be real bad at anything right I just like, won't you, do it you won't yeah <laughs> you're not gonna get knocked out in the first round no right. matter what. Right. The event is, and so right. that's that's something. It Shit, is, man. yeah, I guess. I just, uh, I, I, it's better I, than the people that don't bother to get in the ring. It's true, you know. But I, I feel like I'd be very interested to hear some feedback from from everybody, you know, on what how they how how they fall out on this because I think this is something everybody thinks about all the time. You know, like where is my place? What am I good at? What am I going to leave behind? I remember as a small kid, I'd always be like, oh, you know, I'm, I was always afraid of dying. Just because uh, it was always something on the, on my mind, and I'd be like, I don't want to, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to die and not be remembered. Mm. I, I just feel like you live this life, and it's like, well, what's it all for if nobody remembers you? But as you get older and you're a father and a husband, it's like, well, I, I'm I'm content with dying if my wife and kids think that I was a good man. Yeah, yeah. But that, the, so that the bar moves. Yeah, because before it's like, well, I want to be, I want to be in a rock band, and I want to be remembered. You know, I want for for generations and generations to come for people to remember me. But I will tell you this: now in 2019, how many t- how many in in 1995 people were still stupid stupid documentaries about how Elvis might still be alive? Mm-hmm. Oh, the, you know, somebody spotted Elvis down at this place, you know, and he's still alive. And yeah. who even talks about Elvis anymore ever? Not Nobody. Me. Not me. It's over for Elvis. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. There's Graceland, and that's it. There's no TV shows about him. We're not doing retrospectives about him anymore. They're not making hologram things about him. Yeah. And if they are, they're very niche. Maybe he's still marrying people in Las Vegas. We still talk about Hitler a lot. But 
but but you know you know what I'm <laughs> no, saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. every everybody runs their course at some point when it comes to like celebrities. Are you sort of saying like even if you make a big mark, if you pull the camera back far enough, that mark's not that big anymore? Yeah, yeah. Eventually no, the hole that. gets filled in, man, and that, and then it's you. So I the I just all filled in. Yeah. So I just oh, feel yeah. like at the end of the day. You, everybody is still searching for that thing. Like, I want to make sure that this wasn't all for nothing. So, what's it for? What are we doing this for? Well, you look at the people that you know, Kurt Cobain's the world. They made their huge mark, and then they went, "I'm not, I'm miserable." Did they? I mean, everyone knows who he is. I don't have to guy. I don't have to go the singer lot, from Nirvana. A lot of people are miserable, though. I'm just saying, like, you know, oh, so people make that same argument, like, what would he have been had he been alive today? And I, will, my argument to that is. Sometimes people, this this is this is a, a non-religious Dude, he so argument. Points. He had so many points. Sometimes people star burn both. It it burns so bright it burns out. Sure. So I have a, I have a friend, a dear friend of mine who who passed Neil away. Young, baby. Who was who was like you know he lived life on the edge. Mm-hmm. And I always look back and laugh and say like that dude couldn't be fifty. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like a fifty-year-old Kurt Cobain would be weird. It would probably yeah, be enjoyable. Some people. It just doesn't make sense. It's they never, had it was so many never points. destined. <laughs> they had so many points that they could not afford to last the race. Right. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. too too hot. They're carrying too many. To handle. Flying like that, too close like to the sun. Black crow song. Well, I hope everybody feels better about their life after this. But I, I would I would like I to. think you should. I think it's I think it's a thing when I, to put it on a positive note, kind of what you're saying is when you get older you start to realize what is important. And you go like I wanna like be a rock star, that's important, or I wanna be a the best, uh, we'll go back to tennis player or whatever. And after a while you go, that's all fine and good, but uh, we all die alone. You know what right. I mean? So I'd like wanna... to be an exceptional grandparent Yeah, at some point. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd like, to be, sure the, I'd like kids... to be the inappropriate one. Not like, not in <laughs> not, trouble, not with inappropriate, your grandchildren. but just like, <laughs> like I want to be the guy that goes out at a restaurant and like farts at the table and right. he's like, ah, he's old. Marty, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be where you're at right now. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> I'm feeling better. See, and that, that's why I say this is cathartic. Get off your chest. No, I was talking to my sister this this past week, and I was like, she's like, oh, I'm stressed out. I was like, you need to just do a podcast. Yeah. I encourage everybody to do a podcast. Like you said, everybody, or I said, everybody can open their mouth and a sound can come out of their throat. Not everybody can do a <laughs> successful podcast, but everybody can do a that's podcast. True. And I would argue that everybody that puts... I mean, I think we put a lot out there. 200-something episodes. Maybe. No, I meant like a lot of personal and off the... Oh. Co- See, a lot of this, like I said, I don't plan on talking about... Oh, dude, it. my words make me like a dartboard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm fine with it. It's fine. But... It took me like 100 episodes to realize, like, it's okay if I'm There, There are times where you have left, and I I turn all the stuff off, and I, I go to bed <laughs> for the night, and I'm thinking, man, I'm, I don't know if I could put this episode out, because... <laughs> I said something that I thought is going to be interpreted a yeah. wrong way or it's going to be interpreted the right way and it's not going to be, you know, people are going to think this or think that. Like, but... not this Bo Jackson comments, but my ones from before. <laughs> right. I said something because about Bo Jackson up the... Just why, why, why talk about it just, again? Cause it, Let it, it go. It just, it's, I meant it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, that is episode 229 of the Hey Man podcast. We'll see you next time later. Okay.